everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hi, Emma. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hi, Lauren. How are you? What's up? I'm pretty good. Oh, what's up with you? Mm, I'm good, too. I've been enjoying the zero below weather that we're having. It's been driving yes. me crazy. We got so much snow. Living in the winter is just drives me nuts. But also, I like the snow. It's weird. It's a love-hate relationship I got going on with the weather. There's a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow. It's a lot more than we normally get. You just went sledding, right? I did. I went with my sisters and their children. And we went to like the park that has this big hill that we grew up around. And no one was there. And I was like, oh, cool. We are all by ourselves. And I wonder why no one's here. The whole sled- like hill was covered in ice. And we went down like a few times. I thought I broke my back. Like I flew <laughs> off of a hill, a little bump. And I was like, ah. Oh, no. And then I landed and I just kind of rolled over. And yeah. the kids were like, that's so funny. Ah. And I was like, oh, my God, guys. You're like, thank you. Let's go home now. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, uh, my nephew, he came up the hill and he was like, can we go home now? I was like, yeah. And then, like, yes. And then they were like, say no more. Can we get hot chocolate? I was like, okay. Can I get an apple cider? So we went to Starbucks. <laughs> That's so funny. It was fun. How are you? Any cool things happening to you? I got a haircut. Which is a big deal. Apparently. Well, it is. If you don't understand, Lauren, growing up, has had long hair her whole life. She's beautiful, well-kept hair, healthy and everything. And she was like, hey, Emma, I'm going to donate my hair. I was like, what? So it's not super short, though. No, 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 it's no. Still, it's still pretty. No. It's pretty okay. It's kind of long. Well, how much did you cut off? A little less than a foot. Yeah, that's a lot of hair. Yeah. Do you feel Yikes. like you're all, like, you know, grown up now because, like, everyone's liberated after a haircut? It's a, uh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a new woman or anything? <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel different? Is it like a lot of weight that went away? No. See, I, we shouldn't even talk about this. It's so like boring. <laughs> it's not boring at all. You just got to get into it. I like it. I think I'll really love it once it grows out like another what? inch. You haven't had that short of hair in like your whole life. I know. So it kind of freaks me out. But it's okay. Like it's good. What did people at work say? It's a little more professional. Yeah. Um, It's funny. You know, like the men at my work didn't notice, but most of the women <laughs> did. <laughs> That's how it goes now. But, you know, recently you just got a promotion. So you had to like, you know, upgrade your look to get a. I got a hair promotion. You got a hair promotion. <laughs> you promoted your hair to be to equal your job. <laughs> That's funny. I like that a lot. It's a little easier because with such long hair and I work in a manufacturing environment, you know, I always have to have it up and right. back. So right. this is a little bit easier to do that. I think it's always good to like do a little big chop once in a while you know get your get the weight off you know clean your hair up my name is lauren i'm 25 years old and i just got my first real haircut the end welcome lauren congratulations (laughs) i'm so proud of you i cut my hair last year and lauren knows that as soon as i did i I regretted it say i regret it i was gonna say you're growing out your hair now you got yours really short yeah and i didn't realize because like lauren's hair is longer than mine of course right so when mine was like probably at my waist when I cut it and I did about eight to nine inches and as soon as she cut it it was like up to my shoulders and I freaked out I was like I haven't had short hair since I was in maybe grade school yeah and of course I was like Lauren I don't want this anymore and then I freaked out I dyed my hair red and I was like we got to go somewhere with it because I'm, I'm dying inside oh man it was a lot anyways Lauren and I would like to tell you guys that we have a really cool update 
we got ourselves our first email. OMG. It was awesome. Was it was it from somebody we know? It's yes, from someone it we know. But it was related content to the show. It, so, it is Kelly, related. Thank you for the email. She's actually Dr. Kelly. This is the veterinarian friend of mine. But I was going to read her email because, you know, why not? So her email says is, Hello, lovelies. So I'm listening to your latest episode of The Worst, and you discuss communication styles. You should totally look into DISC profiling. It kind of is like Myers-Briggs, but it's mostly focused on how to communicate in work groups and stuff like that. And she thinks that we'd really like it. She's predicting that Lauren is going to be a C. I don't really know what that means. And Emma, she says, I think you'd be more of like an IC. Just something silly to think about and that maybe you'd enjoy best, Dr. Kelly. Well, Kelly, Lauren and I did take this test, and you were yes. completely off. <laughs> so we, yeah, we took this test. We recorded us taking the test, but to spare you from the boredom. Because we tried to record that, and that was very boring. It's kind of like a personality test, but you ranked. It had some scenarios, and then you said, what was the most like you, and what was the least like you in these different categories? Mm-hmm. And they were hard. Like, they were, it was, it was hard to pick out of the... Yeah, it would be like four good things that you do, and then it would say, "What's the most like you, and what's the least like you?" And you're, and you're like, "I do all of these." They're things. all relative, but it was it was interesting because me and Lauren read each other the questions so that we didn't have to like read it and then think so hard, which was like faster to respond. Which was funny because as we were doing it, we both realized that we predicted our, each other's answers before we answered because we know each yeah. other so well. So the results are not shocking in any way. But yeah, so it it breaks it down into four categories called dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. And I guess that really is about like how you communicate in the work world and Mm -hmm. what that combination means about your relationships to help you better understand, I don't know, yourself and your strengths and stuff. So do you want to give your results? So Kelly, this is for you. We're going to read our results. I am an S for steadiness. I'm so steady. (laughs) <laughs> she's I guess. so steady her hand doesn't move she doesn't shake at all <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm just gonna read the quick description it describes your temperament patience uh persistence and thoughtfulness you enjoy interacting and helping other people you are open to new ideas and procedures although you are calm and controlled you still project enthusiasm and optimism your natural supportive listening and empathetic behavior makes you a good coach Someone people turn to when they need help or advice. Which to me is like spot on for you. You're like you're very energetic when it comes to helping others. You're very on point when it comes to leading the way. If people need your assistance, you have no shine about being a very optimistic human in the work world. At least that's my perspective of how you describe work. Like, yeah, it's oh, hard. You're so sweet. Well, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> Lauren's amazing. And Thank you. she's everything I've ever wanted to be in life. No, but seriously, I think, you know, it's. It, it did not surprise me one bit that you're, like, always up for a challenge of helping Yeah, others. it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So what was yours? So, Kel, mine was a D. I got dominance. Um, and it was pretty high. Like, the next one was influence, so you were kind of close. But So dominance, it describes the way you deal with problems, assert yourself, and control situations. You have a strong inner motivation to influence people and circumstances, you thrive on competitive situations and challenging assignments. The stresses and pressures of everyday work and life are unlikely to reduce your effectiveness and enthusiasm. And honestly, Lauren and I were talking about this and I was kind of struggling with the response because I was like, I don't feel like a dominant person. 
but she made a good point about how even when I'm stressed, my mode, like my energy towards my projects do not lessen, which is um, yeah. part of my anxiety of like I always have to do something. So my projects are always piled up. You always up. take on a bunch. And when you're stressed out, you you don't stop working. Like if no. I'm stressed, I will procrastinate so that I'm stressed out more. <laughs> <laughs> you really power through and you keep going and it doesn't sway you. But let really. me tell you, it sways me mentally because I come home and yes. I just like fall over and then I eat a McDonald's <laughs> burger and then I regret my life. And then, you know, it's everything. It's a spiral effect. But anyways, that was kind of fun, Cal. So thank you for sending that to us. Again, you can always send us an email at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. It's really good to hear. Okay, Emma, are you ready to hear about my week and what I learned this week? Oh my gosh, it sounds very intense. Yes, I am. I learned an important life skill. Okay. Just a prelude question to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever eaten a tamale? A tamale? Yes, I have. Okay. But I've only eaten them at like a restaurant. I haven't had like true home-cooked tamales okay well here's the thing i discovered this week that i'm 25 years old and i've never eaten a tamale for some reason not that i don't like ma'am ma'am i don't i don't understand roll it back food all the time so so the opportunity presented itself this week but i did not know how to eat a tamale so i literally picked it up and tried to take a bite out of it Oh yikes! How did the husk? How did that go? Did you you didn't even like unravel it? I very quickly realized that um, I was not able to bite through the husk. No, and so I looked like an idiot. Were you around people who were very familiar with tamales? I very easily could have been. Luckily, I was by myself at the time, (laughs) and nobody saw me. Otherwise, I would have been. Very much ridiculed. I literally had to Google it. As you were eating the tamale, you were Googling how to eat a tamale. I unsuccessfully tried to take one bite, quickly realized I was doing something very wrong. That's hilarious. I literally Googled how to eat a tamale. You are my you are my true gem. Please, please nobody make spirit animal. Oh my god, poor Lori, she's crying (laughs) with laughter. (laughs) I I just I can't believe I did that. Well, how do you eat a tamale, Lauren, since you have the education? If if you are uneducated here, <laughs> in the tamale. If, if you need this life experience told to you, let me make the mistake for you. Mm. You have to open it up. Okay, you have to yeah. unwrap and then you eat with a fork. That's what I learned. Okay? Man. But was it good? Delish. Delish. Okay. When in doubt, open your tamales. Yes. <laughs> Okay, the other thing that I did this week. Okay. I'm sorry. You want to hear the other funny thing? Oh, I, I love it. So I had a 6 a.m. meeting on Monday morning. Oh, the worst. Did I remember that I had a 6 a.m. meeting on Monday morning? <gasps> Lauren. I did not. Oh, my God. So my alarm clock went off at 6. Like, I look at my phone, and it is 6, and I go, oh, my gosh, and I jump out of bed, and I run to my computer in the next room over, oh my and I'm like, Open my computer, and of course, okay, this is the worst part. The day before at work, I had to change my password. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at home, and I have a different computer, and I'm like trying to change my password really fast to the new one oh so my that I can gosh. log on to the, like, the Zoom meeting. And I was seven minutes late, but it was fine. Did anyone notice? Obviously. 
Um, I did not turn my camera on because I had literally just rolled out of bed. You probably had like and morning I looked breath. Like hot garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. Did not brush my teeth. Mm, Lauren. Yeah. It was rough. Lauren with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so those gosh. are my funny stories from the week. Well, th- you know, thank you for admitting your faults. Um, this is honesty hour. I think I just will admit mine as well. Please. More often than not, when I'm cooking with oil, I don't have the patience to let it cool so that I can clean it up. I usually, you know, put a soaked paper towel, you know, to like mm-hmm. let it. But sometimes I just pour it right into the trash. Not a good idea, That's right? That's not good. No. no. That is not good. So, what Are you I- talking about like a lot of oil or just like a little uh, bit of oil on your pan? It really depends. Oh my gosh. Emma. It was because the other day I was just very tired and after I'm done cooking, I normally like to clean immediately. Anxiety. And so then I waited longer than normal and I went like, oh, what do I do? And then I just poured it into the trash. Oh, stupid me. But oh my gosh. I was watching a video this week and I learned that this lady, she put aluminum foil into her sink and then pushed it into the pipe oh hole. Oh my gosh. And so she layered two layers of aluminum foil into the drain and then she poured the oil into the drain mm-hmm. and then let it dry. And as soon as it was done drying, she wrapped it up and then put that into the trash. That's kind of genius. That was kind of genius. And it was so quick and simple. Like, it doesn't take up a lot of time, and it was in a safe space like the Yeah, it's kind of a clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I like to put it in, like, a like a glass measuring cup or something. Yeah. And put it in the freezer or whatever and let it, like, solidify. Okay, and then what do you do with that? And then you can, like, just take a spoon or a knife or whatever and get it out of the measuring cup and put it in the trash so that it's not a liquid. It's, like, a solidified. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, 26-year-old self saying, oopsies, didn't mean that one. But I <laughs> but I did because I consciously did it. Anyways, okay. Lauren and I would like to introduce a fun fact for you all. But did you know that on February 11th, it is International Day of Women and Girls in Science? I did not. On the 11th? On the 11th. Basically, this year, the celebration will address the theme of women scientists at the forefront fighting against COVID-19. And they're going to gather a bunch of experts in the field related to the pandemic from different parts of the world. And the event is going to take place online, of course, because we're still in the virtual world. But the cool thing is, is that it's the sixth International Day of Women and Girls in Science held at the United Nations headquarters. The great momentum and interest is to accelerate progress in achieving the 2030 development agenda for global goals. It's really nice to read about stuff like this because equality in science for society is a a big portion of it, and a special focus is on the value of social aspects and cultural dimensions in science, technology, and innovation. And we find that to be very important because Lauren was speaking, you know, a few episodes earlier about how it's not just about getting women and young girls in the STEM field in America. It's about involving women and girls around the world. And science and gender equality is kind of, you know, still less than the 30% of researchers worldwide are women. So we really want to, you know, talk about all these different initiatives that are happening around in the STEM-related fields, in higher education, uh, globally for female students especially, just because, like, you know, the opportunity is not always there and it's not presented to the people that reflect the popular value system, I guess. Yeah. 
That's very cool. Yeah, and I think it's nice to just see that even though we are still in the virtual world, people are still working hard to oversee and uh, fulfill the needs. Now it's, you know, very accessible to participate in this. You know, it's so cool to just see how knowledge from this virus is developing new techniques for testing and finally creating the vaccine. So just to see who's participating in this and demonstrating that like women play a critical role in research. So, you know, shout out to them and their global initiative. Um, I also wanted to highlight a particular business about women. Now, I'd like to present more businesses from small businesses over time. But this is an article that kind of came up about Olay Cosmetics. So the title is Olay Seeking to Up Number of Women in STEM Delivers Science in a Box to School Teachers. This is by Deanna Ultrusk. Pardon me if I cannot pronounce that right. It said that last year the PNG skincare brand announced a commitment to, by 2030, double the overall number of women in science, tech, engineering, and math careers to the triple the number of women of color in STEM careers. Um, This brand is sending out educational kits to school teachers and teaching parents. Um, As a brand, they wanted to do something to reach out to the young girls and boys in the classroom. And it's at a very critical time in their lives when the passion for science and technology either expands or declines. You know, we talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the window, people. Get involved. The communications director of Olay, uh, she speaks about how they're hoping that this program and overall STEM brand ambition encourages the love for STEM to grow, especially in young girls. So they are putting together these science kits, but it's science lessons in a box that will help teachers keep science alive in their classrooms, both physically and virtually, through demonstrations, experiments designed for virtual learning, and messages of encouragement from real women who work in STEM fields. That's very cool. They're hoping to get these boxes delivered by drone to students and their teachers, including parents teaching their own children this early February. Um, If you're interested in this, this is something you can go to cosmeticsdesign.com and you can type in your email, I believe, and see if you can reach out and get some information. So I thought that was kind of fun. That's very cool. Yeah. We love to see it. The more we talk about how important it is to get young girls involved in science, I realized that like. We're just piggybacking on all the work that's been done over the last couple decades, of course. And to see technology as a positive effect of, you know, COVID, meaning that they are finding new ways to get involved and and a safe way. And have educational access, yeah. Yes, exactly, and have educational access. Um, You know, if anything, this has brought a light to how many kids don't have the opportunities uh, with technology Um, There's not a lot of schools that have the support systems for kids to be on their Chromebooks, as people say, or even access to Wi-Fi. So, you know, having this being a a way to get that to them, I think is great. Mm -hmm. And having just like big goals, Mm -hmm. like a huge goal of doubling women in STEM or tripling the women of color in STEM. Yes. Finding creative solutions is a start of that is really just like fun and exciting, right? That's such a creative way yes. and, and a good idea to tackle such a large goal because everything counts. Absolutely. Everything does count. And, you know, if this is the the environment that we're going to continue to live in for the next couple of years, we can't lessen our motivation to get education to them. We mm-hmm. can't lessen our 
abilities to research and do the work. So it's good to see that happening. I totally agree. I feel like this episode isn't very funny so far. I think it's hilarious. No, <laughs> it's very educational. Um, and we can make it funny in a way. Do you have anything funny to talk about? Well, I was just going to say, like, congrats to us on uh, just setting out our first episode with a guest. That has gone really well so far. And it was really cool to sit down and talk to someone. Not us in a different field. But, it, you know, it's surprisingly, I've gotten some text messages from some people who are interested in talking to us about the things that they do. I don't know. That could be fun. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Get more diversity when it comes to topics and professions on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, besides the sledding story, that's the only funny I got right now because Jeez, that really hurt. Like, okay, I'm going to switch the topic. Okay. So it's the Super Bowl this week. Do you know who's playing? Yes. Do you? No. <laughs> I really could not care about that. Um, I'm excited for the Doritos commercials, which I hear is not happening. I was just going to talk to you about this, Emma. Oh, gosh. We're on the same wavelength. The number one thing that I'm looking forward to about the Super Bowl is that I, to prepare, me and my husband having our own little Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. we bought 3D Doritos. What the heck is a 3D Dorito? Okay, well, if you're excited about the Doritos commercial, I'm surprised <laughs> you don't know that there's 3D Doritos. Now. I only got half it's a bag basically of like, It's basically like a cone of Doritos, but the cone is closed. Like it's hollow like on the bugle? inside. Yes. It gives you bugle vibes, but it's a Dorito. I just screamed really loud. Which <laughs> is about 100 times better than a bugle, if you ask me. Bugle okay, on that's... the chip scale is very, very low. Dorito Whoa. on the chip scale Fighting is words. very, very high. Can we, can we calm down here? Don't be coming after the bugle. I am very passionate about chips. But I do love Doritos more, so. Doritos are the second best kind of chip. What's the first best kind of chip? A chocolate chip. You're... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Says who, Emma? Do we put Oreos in the same... Sorry, I'm having a, a, a tangent moment. But Excuse do, you? Do we put Oreos in the same category as chips? Because I feel like that's a similar um, Does snack. Oreo have the word chip in it? No, it's just then it's no. a cookie, but like I feel like people eat it like crack. Anyway, okay, so I have to tell you, I already broke into the 3D Dorito oh, bag because I could not wait, and I was so excited. You're hilarious. So let me give you my review. Okay. A million out of ten. A million... Crunch immaculate. She said Triple times the crunch. You know how like the best Doritos are the ones that are all folded over? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that like it's not just like a flat chip. Because mm-hmm. then sort of, you get like, like the really full thickness in your mouth. Crunch. Mm. Mm. Okay. So in my opinion, they are to die for. What flavor? I hope they never go away. I have only seen one flavor in the store. So if there are other ones, somebody please let me know and send me a bag. I need to but Google I got chili cheese nacho flavor. 3D Doritos. Oh, you're not. <gasps> yeah. They make spicy crunch cool ranch Dorito 3D. I'm going to eat so many Doritos today. Okay, well, can we like FaceTime while we're eating Doritos? Because I also have Doritos in the bag. But it's like a half bag. Maybe I should go get more. Candace and I need to go to Target anyways. We're going to go get snacks. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's that's a new one for you. You heard it here first. I think it's genius. Again, can we get back because to it's who's like, playing? Because it's like a really good size. It's like a bite size. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Is it like the little ones they used to make in the tube that you would like pour out into the cap? Excuse you? Do you remember those? 
the chips. What that are you came, talking about? The chips that like came, a Pringle? It, no, it was like it was like the size of a Pringles can, but it was but it, it was Doritos, and it had a lid on it, and you would twist the lid off, and then you would like they were a little bite size, and then you would like put them in the cap. I used to eat them. It at, was Doritos. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up too now. I do not know what you're talking about. Doritos in a can. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So yeah, so mainly. What I'm excited for about the Super Bowl is the food that I'm going to eat. In conclusion, it's all about my nachos and the Doritos. I'm sending you a picture of these 3D Doritos, not the ones that you're eating. Well, I just want to ask you then, can we can we get back to the other statement too? I hear that certain people are not going to be doing their commercials. <gasps> I totally remember these. See, those are the ones. And then you would just yes. twist the can. Oh. Except they were just smaller. Yeah. I didn't know that they were mini. I thought they were like, anyways, they were to die for. Um, do you what else are you saying? I'm sorry, I got distracted by the Doritos. <laughs> it's fine. I was saying I heard that certain companies aren't gonna be doing their commercials because of COVID. It's too expensive. Is it really? Why did they up the cost? Oh, I'm not saying that they I don't know if they up the cost. I'm just saying that the cost is like astronomical. Yeah, okay, that makes and sense. And if you don't do a commercial like Budweiser this year is not doing a commercial, they get millions of dollars in free advertisement because every news platform is has an article about how Budweiser's not doing an ad this year. And that's guess what? That's brilliant. basically their own ad for that's free. That's brilliant. Just by saying that they're not going to do one, they get all this promotion. It's like when IHOP changed their name for like two seconds to I IHOP. And then I was like, this is how they get you to come to IHOP. Good times. Good times. Okay. So who's playing? Can we talk about that? The Chiefs are playing the Buccaneers. That's surprising, right? So it's Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Tom Brady brought another team to the you Super didn't Bowl. You know that? That is hilarious. I thought even if you didn't know who was playing that you wouldn't know that Tom Brady was in it. You know, they they predicted this last year. They said because he transferred and everyone was like, "Just retire." And then he's like, yeah. "Just watch, I'm going to bring another team to this." That's hilarious. Well, Enjoy your nachos, Doritos. Look at look at him now. God, he's he is a beautiful man, though. <laughs> um, that's that's what I watch. It'll be fun. That sounds like a great time, Lauren. I think Candace and I will sit down and watch it. It's just the two of us this weekend, so yeah. Until it's the Dorito commercial, and then just log off. I I think that's what we're doing. Okay, here's another thought about the Super Bowl. Okay, Emma. Mm-hmm. Every year, the Super Bowl halftime, there's Big Twitter storm, right? Right. I'm feeling like I have an opportunity here. To promote the podcast. To become Twitter famous. <laughs> to promote the podcast. <laughs> uh, how, know, how are you going to become famous? Because everybody tweets with the same hashtags or everybody makes funny posts about like the, the game or the halftime show or whatever. And you mm-hmm. all use the same hashtag. And so... What people do is they go to the hashtag and they'll look at all the hilarious posts. That's what I do. So if, if I think of something that's really hilarious, I can tweet it first and then maybe I'll become Twitter famous. Okay. Oh, update next week. Okay. Hold I'm not up. that funny. Nope. So there's a lot You're of pressure hilarious. on me. Well, there's a lot of pressure. So my tweets might not be that funny and um, maybe people won't do this, but we'll see. We'll see. I think the opportunity Lots here. of potential though. So if you think of anything funny while you're watching it, text me it, even if it's about a commercial or whatever. Absolutely. I think what you're doing is called capital gain. You are coming in and you're utilizing what's already presented to you <laughs> to then get yourself into the lead. Amazing. 
you better do it, Lauren. You better talk it's about McDonald's. You better talk about your number one fan club. And then, you know, when you're famous, can you call me and let me know? And then when I'm Twitter famous, more people listen to this podcast. So in turn, oh, I in will turn, be promoting the podcast. Amazing. It's even in my Twitter bio. So like, I'm on it. Oh, wow. My branding is there. I need to change my Twitter bio. I have a complex when it comes to Twitter because like, I like Twitter because you can just tweet whatever you want and it doesn't really matter. The problem is, is that there are people that follow me that I don't need them to know my inner thoughts. Oh, nobody follows me on Twitter, so. I think people follow you. Like, you and my mom. <laughs> and Kevica. Also, Kevica started. Hey, I don't think she has a Twitter. Hey, Kev, thanks so much for finally following us on Instagram. I did see that this morning. She just texted me today. <laughs> did she tell you? <laughs> she said, oh, I followed you on Instagram since it was in your episode. That's so funny. It's like, oh. Kevica, I just want to say you have to come on this podcast. Because Lauren, 100%. Kevica and I... Like, literally, we were literally our first friends. We're the OGs. We're the OGs. We used to color underneath the table in pre-K because we were cool. I'm just saying. Calica's probably like, that's not cool, Emma. And look at us now. And look at us now. Ooh. <laughs> Amazing. No, anyways, I do have a real job, I promise. <laughs> um. Well, I didn't know anything about that, so thank you for sharing that because... You're so welcome. I'm going to go buy Doritos now. I, I, I'm going to literally stop talking to you and I'm going to go get Doritos. I fully support that decision and I wish you the best of luck. Be safe. Thank you so much. Also, an update if you're still worried about Emma from last week, which what? is now two weeks ago while you're listening to this. My hallucinations. Emma's doing fine. She's no longer in the crawl space. Oh, no. <laughs> she seems healthy. No need to be alarmed. She. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, no. Um. So Lauren was definitely on to something. She's not alone. Everything's okay. The more I think about what happened and the fact that I was sitting in the crawl space, I definitely was still sick. <laughs> you think? I didn't. I didn't really. In the moment, I was like, this is fine. Like, I'm in a crawl space. You were so happy. Kelly texted me and she goes, you're living out your fever dream of being in the crawl space. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? She ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. So, yeah. Okay, guys, I'm sitting now at a table and a chair. I'm no longer in a crawl space. I definitely was still sick. Things are looking up. I feel better. I might not sound better, but I feel better. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty funny. I'm glad we've moved on. I just have that. to say that it was a great title for us, the, the Crawl Space Soulmates. <laughs> that was hilarious. Once again, this has been an episode of The Oakview. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Please like, share, send, and subscribe to this podcast. We're happy you're here. Anyway, have a good week. Oh, and give us a rating. That kind of helps us too. And send this to your grandma because we need more friends. All right, guys. Have the week you have. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you again for listening to The Oakview. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oakview Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W Podcast, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. 